What's up? It's Didi out here in Los Angeles. Chris and Dan are in Pittsburgh, and it is the Brunch Breakdown Podcast Super Bowl Part 2. We mm-hmm. all lost money on the Rihanna's hair bet last night, so um, <laughs> we're back here to tell you all uh, about it. And uh, we're going to be talking commercials and just basically everything Super Bowl going on. Before we get started, Dan, let everybody know where they can find the Brunch Breakdown. I'd be glad to. You can find Brunch Breakdown anywhere you can find podcasts, people. Apple, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Odyssey, Audible, Good Pods. I say everywhere, that's everywhere (laughs) that you can find podcasts, okay? Make sure you hit follow, hit subscribe. Let the brand new episodes that come out each and every Wednesday come directly to you. Listen to them on the go whenever you want. Of course, we have full video episodes as well. Those also come out on Wednesdays. Check out our YouTube and our Facebook page. They premiere there, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and of course, on demand. Anytime you want to watch after that on both of those. We're also everywhere on social media that basically is available on the planet. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok. Just find us. Search at Brunch Breakdown. Follow us. We follow you back. We become friends. Simple as that. And then, of course, don't forget the Sounds of Brunch, the playlist that we give you of what we're listening to this week and last week. The Double Stuffed Oreo Edition, every Friday, exclusively on Spotify. Simply search Sounds of Brunch. Noice. Well, it's all things Super Bowl today. Chris, you're going to be with us for a little bit today. We got nap time things going on in your house. (laughs) So we will appreciate that. So, Chris, what's the first thing on your mind when it comes to Super Bowl? Dude, okay. The first thing on my mind was that um, I... I turned it off after the halftime show, turned it off after Rihanna went to bed. Okay. Cause you got to respect bedtime here. But so I woke up and the oh. first thing I saw was Didi and Dan, your texts and Didi just in all caps livid about the way that the game was playing out. And I was like, okay, I got to dig in what is going on. So five 30 in the morning over here, I'm on Twitter like Twitter searching Super Bowl controversy come to find out kind of what happened at the end. But like, I want, I want to hear it from you, Didi. Like, tell us how you're feeling about everything that happened in the game. I need the second half Daniel Dudley reaction in all caps, please. Listen, great game. I like loved every second of it until whoever the dude was for the Chiefs slides at the one yard line. And not just that, because that's strategy. You don't want to give the ball back to the Eagles, whatever. The amount of enjoyment in Greg Olson's voice, (laughs) whenever he's just screaming at the guy, it's the Super Bowl. This guy, you don't get that many chances to score touchdowns in the Super Bowl. You just don't, right? He has a chance to score. Take the put the Chiefs up a touchdown, which means their defense has to stop Philly or the game's going into overtime if they score a touchdown, right? The odds are in the Chiefs' favor. He's screaming, get down, get down, get down. I'm like, isn't the point of being the color commentator to, like, I don't know, make you want to enjoy the game? <laughs> Making someone slide who doesn't slide, slide at the one-yard line in the Super Bowl is not entertaining. And it just I, – I, I'm just – I'm very angry that, like, it's come to this point where – fans and commentators and people who aren't playing if you're coaching yes yell get down if you're playing yell get down but if you're not 
you're watching it for entertainment. Why wouldn't you want Jalen Hurts, who already had like 300-some yards, three touchdowns, all this other stuff, to get the ball back? And if he fails, he fails. But like, why wouldn't you want that? It's same thing as in basketball, too, where people are like, oh, you got to foul when you're up three. And it's like, okay, like, I get it if you're the coach. But why would you want that? Like, I don't want people to foul Steph Curry before he can hit a three. Like, why? Like, I don't, I'm angry. I'm just, it sucked. It just ruined a great game for me. And then, and then it essentially ended with a kicker, which I know you're a huge fan of. That I listen, I try to be respectful, (laughs) but that was a given because that's what we were doing by him sliding. It was like, all right, this game was played great by two great quarterbacks, all these athletes running all over the field, making amazing things. And then here comes, but what's his name? Butker. Butker. (laughs) Butker. Yeah. Here he comes. Dude. I've been telling you guys for a couple of weeks now, like nerds are invading sports and it's making everything worse. I like, there are just too many people who shouldn't be involved with a sport that are, actually dictating outcomes of sports now um I, like i saw that holding call and i know like dude i didn't even want philadelphia to win okay i'm cool with the city of philadelphia never celebrating anything because i don't think that's safe for our country but like i that what to call that hold in that moment of the game is just like felt Super ticky tacky. And if you would have thrown a flag on that in the first quarter, I would have called it ticky tacky. But then like they called it and it helped decide the game. Essentially, don't like that. Don't like um, what you said, Didi, sliding at the one. Don't like kickers deciding the biggest game of the year. Uh, the, the field goal is the least interesting play in football, in my opinion. Um, yeah, rough. Rough way to end a otherwise highly entertaining football game. Yeah, it could have been one of the most entertaining endings to one of the most entertaining Super Bowls we've had uh, in, in quite some time. You look at the Super Bowls over the last 10 years. They're not all great, people. If you remember, they're not oh. all great. We had, it was just a great game. Unless you cared about defense, then this wasn't for you. But um, just a really good game from start to finish, but completely anticlimactic at the very end. When you want something to happen, you want it to finish just like it's gone for the other 59 minutes with excitement. And it was just like, oh, this is what's this is what's happening. And this is how this is going to end. And it's just going to be like, woo. okay." (laughs) So that was yeah, that was that was that was frustrating the way it ended. I, I definitely want it since I'm only here for a little while. I definitely want to spend more time talking about Rihanna and commercials. But I will do I do just want to say one thing, and this is related to Rihanna. Okay. Had it not been the Super Bowl and had there not been an extended halftime, would, in a normal circumstance, Patrick Mahomes have enough time to get shot up enough to not feel his leg to be able to then come back and perform the way that he performed? Just saying, those halftimes at the Super Bowl are like 10 minutes longer. That's the great thing about, honestly, the week before the Super Bowl and having a week between halftime and the third quarter is that he could do all they could do anything they wanted to in 30 minutes like <laughs> what's like it was i mean that was honestly the best thing about it cuz if it's regular nfl halftime where it's like all right 20 minutes or whatever like real quick they don't have that time yeah 
Like they don't have that time at all, but they start working on Patrick Mahomes as soon as they know he's not going back out there. And it's freaking, it's, I, dude, I, I loved it. Longer half times, everyone. That's the solution. Longer half times with Rihanna. That's that's part of the equation. That's <laughs> okay. okay. If it's longer half times with Greg Olson, I don't know that you're going to like it as much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Patrick Mahomes definitely benefited from that. I thought it was weird, actually, that he didn't leave the game earlier at the end of the second half. There's like two minutes to go. The Eagles have the ball. He hobbled off the field. If for some reason Kansas City got the ball back, he's not going back out there. Get your ass to the back. That's what I'm telling you. Get your ass to the back right now. We're going to have 30 minutes. You can have 45. Go. And he's standing there. Standing there. I'm like, this is stupid. This is <laughs> absolutely stupid. It made. Now I was like, were you really hurt? Because then he told us he didn't actually get a pain injection at halftime. And it's like, well, then were you really hurt? I don't know. I don't know. It was, yeah, just get to the back. Get to I the have back. trouble. I have trouble with Patrick Mahomes because I feel like his normal running, he kind of looks like a mall walker. You know what I mean? Like he kind of. Oh, runs man. Did here. you see his? Did you see him get chased down? You probably, oh, you probably didn't because I think it was in the second half yeah, after no. the injury. He was on a scramble and he was like running for dear life, but not his legs were getting up very far. He was like, <laughs> he had to get to the bathroom, but he couldn't make too many movements. He was just like, ah. <laughs> It was that awkward. Was, it was extra awkward, I should say, because you're right. It's awkward yeah. to start. That moment in the game, because it was one of the biggest plays of the game, it was like it was 30 yards. I think it was like a 30-yard run that he made. And that was the moment. And he's like, he's like limping. So like that was the moment where I'm like, you have a million cameras on the field, guys. Why didn't you show us the overhead camera of that, the sky cam, so we could see how where was everybody? Because right. he's literally <laughs> limping, like he's limping while running. Like if you think he runs funny, anyways, like he he was running for thirty yards. Funny, it was like Peyton Manning running for thirty yards. I don't know if that's yes. something that's ever happened in in his NFL career, but like it was. I was like, where is everybody? Like, how was everybody? Is everybody seventy yards down the field? Where is right. everybody? Because <laughs> just didn't he just kept on going, and I just didn't understand it. Like it was. It, it was a bizarre play because I was just like, wait, okay, he got the first. Okay, wh- where is everybody? Bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and speaking of the game, one last thing. Can we all just admit, and this is something I watched a lot of like Super Bowl coverage today, and no one said anything about like if the dude doesn't grab his jersey, like pull the jersey, they don't call it. It's really that simple. They yeah. don't call it if he doesn't grab his jersey. I just always thought, like, that's the easy telltale if someone's going to call something is, like, you yank his jersey and you basically are, like, pulling him backwards. So, like, once that happened, I don't know. It just looks simple to me. Everyone's making it like it's this big controversy. I'm like, I don't know. And even the guy who did it was like, yeah, I did it. And it's because he, did, yeah. he grabbed his jersey. I swear, he would not be saying that if he grabbed Juju's arm. <laughs> he would be like, I didn't do it. But he grabbed his jersey. Wait, yeah, can, can we yeah. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people saw the the like left hand, like kind of like not really grab grab, but the they were they weren't showing the right angle at first on Fox. They weren't showing that showed the backside of his right arm, which is where the official was that saw that side where you saw the jersey tug. They were showing the other one, and I think that's why people got so mad. It's like that that's that's really really bad if that's what it's being called on, but. 
Oh, let go. Just, she's just gonna let, let go a little bit there. Yeah, the jersey tug, that's that's the giveaway. That's the bad sign. Maybe they gotta wear white gloves. Wear gloves that match up with the <laughs> opponent's jersey. And you wear white gloves, it's just all there. It's just floating. He's just that fast. I don't know. That's that's a good point. Like Boise State has blue turf and they wear the same exact color uniforms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But a black glove on a white jersey, you'll see a little tug there. A little tugboat. Good game, That's, though. <laughs> yeah, dude, great game. Shouts to the Chiefs. Um, how many Super Bowls does Mahomes have to get for us to call him the GOAT? The answer is not seven. You think it's less? Yeah, it's less. But it's not two. <laughs> no. It's somewhere between I think it's two and seven. I think it's five. Okay. I think it's five because then you're then you again you get through the Montana and the Bradshaws and you get through that like first major barrier that was there for decades um, because like no one's going to have a career as long as Tom Brady. So I can see why you'd say seven isn't the number, but especially because it seems like they're just going to keep racking up AFC championships too, or at least get there. You got to take that into the equation, right? They keep getting AFC championship games. You know, and he makes half of them half the Super Bowls. Then I'd say I'd say five is a pretty spectacular number. That could put him into that category. Yeah, uh, I don't. He's gonna have to have an ankle transplant to get to five because that dude gets hurt every season, and it's always his legs. So I don't think he's gonna get yeah. there. Uh, but five would be pretty impressive. Yeah, I I hear you at five. I say four, but yeah, I'm just happy you got the second one. So now we can. So now we don't have to go into next season talking about all these other quarterbacks who aren't as good as Patrick Mahomes about how they are because they had a great game one week, like, or lost to him. Josh Allen got like, no one has done more from losing than Josh Allen. Like, I still don't get it. Like he lost that game last year and it, he went into the offseason like, oh my God, Josh Allen, greatest quarterback of all time. Like, what are we doing? So I'm mm-hmm. happy he won. So then everyone the second tier of quarterbacks can all argue like joe burrow and everyone else then it's like oh yeah who's behind patrick mahomes is now the conversation well they're all they're all just chasing aaron Rodgers at this point right (laughs) into that dark cave yes yes (laughs) my god all right let's talk about uh rihanna super bowl halftime you know I feel like it's wrong of me if I say it's the greatest Super Bowl halftime show of all time. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I was mesmerized for 14 minutes. So I loved every second of it. One thing I do love, I love the playlist. I loved the I loved the song selection because she played not just the hits, but she played the jams. Starting that shit out with Bitch mm-hmm. Better Have My Money was like, oh, you picked this set list, Rihanna. Like no yeah. one else picked the set list because like yeah. she it, it was jams were on it. It was like, no, you love these songs, not just like this was the number one song on the charts or something. So I really I loved every second of it. Yeah, we got Pepsi out of the boardroom finally sponsoring the halftime <laughs> show. And she's like, this is what I'm starting with. And Apple Music is like, do it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, It was it was. It was amazing. And you speaking of the set list, we went back to last week's prop bet. Gentlemen, we said it. We didn't set it. Vegas said it. Nine and a half was basically the over-under. You can bet on nine or fewer or 10 or more. 12 was the final count. 12 songs 
So you needed to go hit the over there. And it sounds like a lot, but it wasn't like, she wasn't like doing a medley of like four songs in a minute either. She gave every song its proper time. The dancing was a little funny and weird and creative at the same time. At one point I said, it. this reminds me of like the Olympic opening ceremony where there's just people out there that aren't supposed to be dancing, but they're dancing just all doing the same thing. So it looks cool. And they're like marshmallow jackets. Um, but I'm one of the best, one of the best by far. Dude, how dare she take all those dancers to the desert and then make them wear that and dance for four minutes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how that's when you have the the Super Bowl in Minnesota, that's what you have your dancers wear. You do not do that in Arizona. Re- oh, I felt so bad. She was they were Re- like, Re, please, it's really warm. She's like, all right, but you can you gotta keep them zippered at the neck. <laughs> you can open up below the neck. <laughs> the chest can breathe, but that's it. But you oh, keep it at the zipper. <laughs> God. And like I just feel like to be able to, to do all of that dancing in those, so like they basically touched down in Arizona, probably like last week, and they've had nothing but those on the whole time. Dude, I'm yeah, saying rehearsing. Yeah. But hey, if you're listening and you still party on Halloween, that's the costume this coming Halloween. Get you and your crew to just dress up in white sweatsuits. And you got to make sure that you have a dance, right? You got to make sure that you do a little bit of choreography, like get your pregame, bang something out. And then every time you're waiting in line to get into a bar, get into a club, break out the dance. You're going to uh, get free drinks you know all night if you do it. Chris, I think you could steal some of the choreography because it wasn't super difficult um, just watching it. There was just a lot of weird arm movements and stuff going around. If you pick the right Rihanna song, I think you could take a lot of that choreography and just hit the club that way, just in motion. It was it was fascinating. What yeah. about the stages? Oh, the floating stages, dude. That was the, that was the best part to me. Cause like Rihanna didn't do a lot. Like, I mean, she, she's obviously she performed, but like she didn't do much while she was performing. You know what I mean? So I was just like mesmerized by what they did with the stages the whole time. I could not believe that. That was, it was really trippy. And then I liked how they kind of like brought them down at one point and then the camera angles where they were going in a line and like the dancers would all like move and then rihanna was at the end i thought all of the the entire set and the way that they you know the the logistics of all of those stages going up and down and stuff was i thought just as impressive as you know her performance yeah i mean it was i mean once we found out (laughs) rihanna was pregnant which pretty much everyone guessed wow from from jump yeah siobhan was like is she pregnant (laughs) every text message on my phone was that Yeah, it was like, is she pregnant? And it's like she was and but I was just like, well, she's harnessed in. She's floating on a platform that was shaken a little bit, a little wobble, (laughs) a little bit of wobble to it. A little shaken. And she's harnessed in there. So that's why, like at the beginning, when it was like the movement was kind of like, you know, it was it was she was moving, but it wasn't like a lot. She was kind of in space, like right here. And so I was like, Oh, she's harnessed. But then it was like, Oh yeah, she's pregnant. That's cool. And I mean, yeah. I don't know. Women are amazing. I don't know how the hell. And I can tell you this from experience uh, doing this fucking three times. My wife hates being pregnant more than anyone on this earth. I don't know why she decided <laughs> to do this three times. And I couldn't imagine someone telling her to learn anything. 
during this <laughs> when she was pregnant. I I just I couldn't imagine anyone telling her to do anything like because there's obviously a choreographer, there's set design, there's people, you know, telling Rihanna, like, all right, move this way or do this or Rihanna, like that maybe there's someone watching it and they're just like, ah, the emotion on your face, we needed to be different. I could I if someone said that to my wife, she might have punched him in the face. And for all I know, Rihanna might have punched the choreographers in the face too this past week. But yeah. Yeah. Is there a yeah, record what- for uh pregnant woman suspended above a playing surface? Because she has it now. Yeah. It, it was it was very, it was very it would have been impressive either way, but yeah, yeah, with I I was I was really happy about the presentation of the stages and everything of the set, because like we've had some weird ones the last couple of years, like uh, I list everybody from last year, Dre, Eminem, Snoop, like they were in that like weird house configuration where they were going from room to room. (laughs) So like anybody in the stadium was like, what the shit? Like I can't see. (laughs) And then the weekends was an incredible performance but it was only on the one end of the stadium. And he's in that room at one point with the lights. And we've all seen the meme now Yeah, in the stadium. You're like, what's going on? This was like, <laughs> okay, people in the stadium, we're here for you too. And it was ama- even more amazing on TV because of some of the camera work. Like you just said there, Chris, it was, it was, Ooh, let's go. This is, we're setting the bar higher. Now we're setting the bar higher. Ladies and gentlemen, Free Hana. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, from the halftime show to the commercials, Christopher, do you have a favorite commercial of the night? Uh, I have a few. I really liked the, it was the Uber one uh, commercial with Diddy in it. And like, I'm yes. just like presenting the songs. And then this, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, I thought the one with Bradley Cooper and his mom, just like laughing at each other the whole time was really, really funny. And uh, I also liked, it was um, JLo and shoot, what's the dude's name? Ben Affleck. Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck at the Duncan. I thought that was kind of funny. The one that I didn't like was Venus Williams, like hyping up a team, hyping up a team, right? The whole time. And I was like, what inspirational message is this going to end on? And it was for liquor. Like, what the hell? <laughs> what's it? I thought it was going to be something inspirational. And it was for, she's selling alcohol. What's going on? I did not see that one coming. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, those were those were three that stuck out. There were a lot. Uh, QR codes are back. If you didn't know, okay, oh, yeah. they are really back. And if you're gonna do a QR com- code commercial, fam, marketers out there, and if you're paying money to have it during the Super Bowl, you cannot wait till the last five seconds of the commercial to put it up on the screen. You are wasting your money. It's unbelievable. You have to have that thing up there the whole time, and you have to put text that says like what you're gonna get when you screen the th- scan the thing on the screen. Just come on, a little common sense. Uh, but with that, I gotta go. So <laughs> thanks, Chris, boys. You're the goat. Super Bowl. It was a lot of fun. Um, I look forward to listening to the rest of the conversation. All right, hit the brunch right. breakdown QR code for nap tips. Yeah. <laughs> Later, boys. Later, dude. Man, oh, man. Well, that was Chris Gates coming in for the guest appearance for the Super Bowl. Leaving early, just like he did watching the game. What (laughs) in the holy hell? He was like, I'm going to do the podcast the same way I did the Super Bowl. I'm busting out. (laughs) Busting out early. Going to bed. Oh, is it the Super Bowl a thing that you kind of maybe break a habit for? Even if your team's not in it. You know? 
<laughs> we always Ugh. talk about Chris Gates Fitness. Follow ChrisGatesFitness.com. You do all the things for Chris and go yep. on social media, subscribe, all those things. But I wonder what his, you know, what his people, what his clients have to say about that, about him. You know, I don't think he should have admitted that out loud. They're like, they, <laughs> how can you trust your fitness coach if he doesn't stay up for the Super Bowl? I don't. I, don't I was I I was going to ask him because I had a little bit of a suspicion because we know Chris is very dedicated to his habits, in particular mm-hmm. sleep. But I thought, boy, of all nights to break a habit, it's got to be the Super Bowl, right? Like, what does his wife think? Yeah. Did she stay up? <laughs> Katie, did you stay up and watch the game? Yeah. Katie, please hit did up at Brunch Breakdown. <laughs> I can't imagine going to sleep and not knowing who won the Super Bowl in a game like that. Now, I, <laughs> the college football national championship game, you could have gone to sleep in the first quarter. But in that game, I, I can't fathom that. And for as football, I think of a football fan as Chris is, I'm, I wish he had more time to dive into this with him. But uh, yeah, I can't imagine going to, going to bed not knowing. Yeah, it's like I understand having the plan to be like, okay, if this game isn't good, we're out yep. after Rihanna. You know what I mean? Right. And mm-hmm. it was, well, it was 20, was it 24 14? Yeah, at halftime. Yes. So mm-hmm. maybe he thought the Eagles were just going to run away with it, which I can sort of understand a little bit. But like, sure. I don't know. Not with Patrick Mahomes on the field. Ah, that's the it. thing. Yeah. Any other Couldn't quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. It never crossed my mind that the game was over. I never thought once it was over. So, no. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. Let us know, Katie, at Brunch Breakdown. Did you yeah. stay up? Let us know. Olivia, Charlotte, did you guys <laughs> stay up? <laughs> right. <laughs> Was Chris the only one that went to bed in the house? Let us know. <laughs> we oh. need to know. Well, commercials, uh, Dan, what was your favorite? Or yeah, favorites? let's dive into these. Let's do it. Dive, in, dive, dive into these more. Um, Chris mentioned the Duncan, the, the, the very first one. Of the night, Dunkin' Donuts, Ben Affleck. I thought that was good. By the way, you didn't have this on your bingo cards. Three separate brand commercial appearances involving Ben Affleck. Three. Yeah. He was your winner on the evening. Serena Williams had two. A couple other people had two. And some of them were duplicate brand ads. But Ben Affleck was in three separate. Nobody, I didn't see that coming. Uh, that one was good. He mentioned the Uber one, one with Diddy with all the the jingles of the song remakes. <laughs> Incredible. Probably my favorite commercial of the night. Um, but there are a couple of very close runner-ups there. Uh, Doritos always comes through strong. And the Jack Harlow Triangle commercial was yeah. hilarious. Hilarious. Really, really well done. Um, and then the other one, which people surprisingly didn't know about it, and I maybe because I'm a, a beer drinker, but Miller Lite, Coors Light, fighting over an ad for 28 seconds and say, oh, no, this is a commercial for, for Blue Moon, <laughs> was genius marketing. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, they're all owned by the same company. It's called Miller Coors, and Blue yeah. Moon is one of their beers. And it was complete, complete genius. I thought it was. It, it caught me. I audibly yelled out loud when they did that. I think those were... Those are some good ones. Um, the the Kia Binky Dad commercial. Mm-hmm. That was I thought that was great. I loved that one because then the kid not wanting that bent, you got the wrong one yeah. at the end is like the most relatable part of that commercial was like fuck. <laughs> um, that was great. 
the Bradley Cooper one that Chris was talking about, that one had me like dying. And I saw Did it. Did you later. guys really like that commercial? I loved it. I thought it was so funny. I laughed. I couldn't. I laughed more the second time I watched it. I I wanted it to be funny and I wanted to laugh at it. Like the idea of like these almost almost like bloopers. But first of all, he looked like complete dog shit. Oh yeah. Um that didn't help. And I felt like just the commercial just never went anywhere. And I don't know if that's why it was for me. If I was like overanalyzing it, and that's often what I do with ads, but I wanted it to be funny. And I laughed, but I thought, oh, this could have been funnier. I don't know. I don't watch know. it again. Watch it again. Uh, maybe I'll have to do that. I'll do that. I'll do watch that. it again. Um, but yeah. my favorite was the Sarah McLaughlin Bush <laughs> commercial. Bush. Oh, <laughs> my God. Shouts to Bush. I did not expect Bush to come with it. Oh, my right. God. When Sarah McLaughlin comes out and she's singing, and then the guy's just like, Sarah, uh, that's a wolf. <laughs> I died. Dude, that made me laugh so freaking hard because that song, and it's funny for her to make fun of herself, too. I think that is yeah. amazing that she's made, because that song is now, it's like, it's the dead dog anthem or abused dog anthem. Like, that's all that right. song is. You know what I mean? Yes. Or like Sick Kids or something like that. And that's Sarah McLaughlin's <laughs> song. And her, uh, that was, I thought that was great. And um, I really liked the Miles Teller uh, commercial where they're dancing to hold music to the whole music. Yeah, dude. I thought that shit was, I was, I thought that was funny. And I'm like, that was very funny. I enjoy dancing around the house with my wife. Maybe that's just why, maybe that's a niche commercial. It's for, for yeah. me. But like, I just thought that was like super funny. And then when they stopped and then it was like, continue to please hold. And they just kept dancing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Worst commercial. The Amazon dog commercial. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. I thought, the, and listen, I don't, because the way that my wife responded to this commercial was obviously someone who knows pets and animals and things, right? I'm watching that whole commercial and I'm just like, I know they're not going to give this dog away, but why does it feel like they're going to give this dog away <laughs> the whole time until the end? And my wife said she caught it like right away. But I was like, I don't own any animals or whatever. So, like, I thought of it just like, this is super annoying. Like, why are they trying to make us sad here? Like, they're going to give this dog away. And I just mm -hmm. I hated that commercial. And that was after the dog food commercial that I thought was really great. It was like father's best yeah. or father's whatever. That dog commercial was great. The Amazon commercial just was like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> like, this is terrible. I felt like I was watching one of those like sad dog movies that come out in like April or like September of like movie slow season where like the, you know, mm -hmm. the dog's going to die or something. And you're just like watching the stupid movie. But anyways, yeah. that was, I hated that commercial. I, I was like on the verge of saying like, we're, we're canceling Amazon. We're done with this. Cause they're good. <laughs> this isn't going to end well. I was like, we're done with it. I was like, no way. I was like, Amazon's done. And they, they did kind of rescue it in a sense, but I was, I was there. I was like, Amazon is going to ruin this whole yeah. night. Um, you, we, Chris mentioned the uh, Serena Williams, uh, um, Remy Martin. <laughs> that became a running joke at our house the rest of the night when nobody knew what the ad was for. It was like, Remy Martin <laughs> just became like, wait, what? It became a great running joke. Yeah, that one was weird. Um, 
the T-Mobile uh, one with John Travolta and uh, oh. in the Scrubs guys with the grease. Yeah. <sighs> it did was that, so cringeworthy. I hate to interrupt you, but did that? Yeah. Did that many people watch Scrubs? Because I swear to God, when that show was on, no one talked about it. And now those two dudes are in every commercial. Yeah. And I'm like, they're basically exclusively for T-Mobile ads now. And I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it, but yeah, continue. I just, yeah. I, and that just, noise. and, and John Travolta clearly wasn't, none of them are actually singing in that, but the auto tune was so obvious. It was terrible. And it just it looked weird visually. And, oh yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that at all. That one was probably, probably my least favorite, but the biggest letdown for me, Didi was we did not have a Burger King commercial and that broke my heart because I was so ready. So, so ready because that commercial has captured the hearts of millions of Americans including myself and just the various versions of it. And we didn't, we didn't get one. We didn't get one. Instead we got some weird M&Ms commercials with Maya Rudolph and thankfully that's being put to bed. If you caught yeah. the I'm help sign at the end of the last one. Yeah. Thankfully, that's short-lived, but Oof. yeah, I was just a little bummed to uh to not get that one. Yeah, I I don't really find Maya Rudolph all that funny. So as soon as they started like teasing it, you know, with Maya Rudolph, I was like, this isn't mm-hmm. gonna be good. And it yeah. it delivered. It it wasn't good. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah. But yeah, the- uh but- Avocados from Mexico was surprisingly fun. It, it it didn't look like it was going to go well with like the naked. naked. <laughs> it ended up being really funny. It really did. So shouts to avocados from Mexico, man. <laughs> so Siobhan was like, avocados have seven million dollars for a Super Bowl ad. <laughs> right. I found my I found <laughs> myself just asking that question a lot because seven million dollars is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And even for these brands, and then also like that Uber One commercial. So like, seven million is just to buy the ad, right? And then you put every celebrity possible in there, and <laughs> then you buy music rights. So like to use all of those songs, you have to pay so much money. I'm like, <laughs> right? How much was that? Com- like, it's like I needed like a MTV, like a uh, pop-up video to come up and to tell me how much <laughs> it was for Diddy, how much it was to use this song and that song. Like, yeah, I need to know how much that commercial costs. Like, right. That was insane. It's a great point. Like, it's a great point. Oh my God. It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that really was. But it is. And it, this is the second year in a row. Avocados from Mexico has had a Super Bowl commercial. In fact, I think they were the first one last year and it wasn't funny. And it was just like, what? This is what we're starting with. So at least they brought a little bit of the heat and the noise this time around. But are you going to the store going like, is that really sticking to you? Avocados from Mexico? Are you are you brand shopping avocados? Are you doing? <laughs> I mean, wow. To have a marketing budget for avocados from Mexico is it is it's impressive. They they put it all in the Super Bowl bucket apparently. Dude, I hope seven million like just and then next year it's just going to be more. And oh yeah, yeah like just keep it's going wild. On. It's just wild that much money. Mm-hmm. But thing, uh, but I guess crypto's dead, guys. I guess it's over. Dude, good point. None, not one. Every Zero. commercial last year was crypto. Every commercial was crypto last yes. year. This year, zero. 
There was none. There was a weird gamer commercial. There was a weird mobile game commercial that I was like, man, those games make so much money. Um, <laughs> but there was that weird commercial, but there were no crypto ads. And also, <laughs> listen, I know diabetes is important. I get it. <laughs> but then Nick Jonas is like, I felt oh, like I was watching. God. I felt like I was watching daytime television. Like it just Nick Jonas right. just comes on and be like, "Yeah, that's how I check my diabetes." And I'm like, "Yeah." I I was like, "What am I like? Am I what am I? Am I watching Doctor Phil? Like I'm watching the Super Bowl? Right? Like, what are we What are we right. doing here? I don't. Yeah. But anyways, shout out to Nick Jonas. Um, but no crypto, none. Dude, yeah, that's surprising. No crypto. I didn't even think about it because you're right. Last year was just flooded with them. A crypto crash hit hard. And I got no seven million mm. sitting around anymore. Uh-uh. Oh yeah, no sir. They're amazing. <laughs> like I loved. Every, like I was just like, man, no crypto, not one. Yeah, crazy. Wow. <laughs> it was a good night of commercials. I like everyone. Yeah, it know, was overall. Yeah, we overanalyzed the commercials a lot, and I'm like, even like just watching some of the ones this morning that like I missed. I was like, damn, like this clueless commercial is good. I was mm-hmm. like, like that commercial with Lisa Silverstone because I missed that last night, and I was watching. I was like, "This is good." Like, damn. Like, I, yeah. I think. I mean, I guess what helps is most is like Lisa Silverstone still fine, and like, <laughs> like, yeah, and it just it works. Unlike, you remember yeah. like years ago they did a Matthew Broderick commercial, like he was Ferris, but Matthew Broderick looks like the opposite of anyone who was ever cool in his life. Yes. Yes, and it 100%. just didn't work <laughs> because it's like you look in and it was it was like the opposite of that effect because it's like, oh, Elise mm-hmm. Silverstone can still do this because she still looks like Cher, like yeah. just older. But like Matthew Broderick looks like a whole different person. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like and a completely different human being than that. So, yeah, it no, it was it was a, it was a, a great year for commercials. Yeah. There was a, a Sam Adams one that. I may have missed or maybe didn't play or maybe played when there was a local spot on for brighter Boston. It was like the antithesis of what every Boston fan in person is. It was kind of <laughs> for brighter Boston longer. And it was, that was funny too. I didn't see nice. that, but overall, cause 2020 and 2021, the commercials were bad, straight yeah. up terrible. We saw a rebound last year. We just got a lot of crypto instead in its place, but this was felt like, okay, we're getting back to like a full slate, good commercials, funny, entertaining what they're meant to be so yeah it, it, it's a, it, it well it was well rounded with the night great game great great year commercials definitely well dude okay so putting a bow on the super bowl um who should perform next year halftime show because now Ooh. the crazy part about it is, is like we used to have the whole like pepsi coke thing now we have yeah. no thing so it's like it's just apple anyone can do it <laughs> true so True. it's like it, it's it's open for anyone. And we were trying to talk about it last night. And I was just like, man, like there's the obvious name that's Taylor. But like she's not right. going to do anything like that, I guess, until she owns all of her music or whatever, re-records all of her music. So mm-hmm. we're probably a couple years from that or so or however she feels like doing that stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I was trying to, and I was just like blanking. I was just like, who hasn't done it? And then it hit me that. I am old and <laughs> I can't wait to hear the reaction to when the Super Bowl says Usher is going to be the Super Bowl halftime performer. 
<laughs> Hall of Famer. Brunch breakdown Hall of Famer. And I'm like, man, like 20-year-olds all over the country will be like, what the F? And I'm like, damn, dude, it's there. But I was just like thinking about all the people of our time who haven't performed it. And he's like the yeah. last one, which is unfortunate because he performed with like the Black Eyed Peas when they did the Super Bowl in 2010. And it's like, that oh, sure. should have been Usher's show featuring yeah, yeah, the Black yeah, right. Eyed Peas, not the other way around. But um, but he's like, he's like probably the last one I can think of. Dude, oh, that's a good. That's a really, really good question. I mean, I think he is. Yeah, especially with that 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 name and staying power. Um, wow, that's a really good question. I yeah. don't know if I can think of anybody better. Because it's like there's because I was thinking it's like because there's another one. Kanye's the obvious one, but also for obvious reasons, he will never do the Super Bowl halftime show. Yeah. And right. so, which is a big bummer. Maybe Kanye does it when he's like 60 or something like that. Um, <laughs> but like, and he can't even like move. So uh, who knows? But yeah, like that was an obvious one. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like, man, I don't know who they're going to do. It's like, Drake's there too. It's just. I, Drake, Justin Bieber. Eh, Bieber. Eh, okay. Could be. Maybe, down, maybe a year or two down the road, if not next year. They didn't, dude, I will say they did make that shit look so cool with Rihanna. Like, I don't know who wouldn't want to perform at halftime. That staging was wild. Like, perfect. Because it is never like that. It's usually stage on the ground. You were on Mm -hmm. the ground. Like, it is not like that. And, like, she was floating for 10 minutes. Like, (laughs) Like, that was incredible. Incredible. It was. It yeah. was. I mean, I was awe. I was in awe about the whole performance. I thought she sounded great. She looked great, and the 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 whole setup with the staging was. That's what you want to see. Yeah, it felt big yes. when you had a stage like that. You know what I mean? It felt big, and it was just so well done. So shout out to our Rihanna and her producers and everybody that was involved with that Apple uh, Apple Music. It was just. It lived up to the hype. It definitely did. I think it was one of the greatest halftime shows. I really did. Oh, same, same. Just awesome, man. I have one more. I have one more bow to put on this. Go Bowl. for it. Let's go. And, and it'll be. It'll actually at the very end. We're gonna put a bow on the at, at the very end. The trophy presentation from Terry Bradshaw. And I want to get your thoughts when you heard him say to Andy Reid, "Waddle over here," and then have a cheeseburger on us. Is it okay for a fat guy to call another guy fat? Is that how he's getting away with it? Or because rightfully so, Terry Bradshaw is catching a lot of heat for kind of fat shaming Andy Reid. Um, but I, I wanted to know what your thoughts were in that moment when he said, waddle over here and then have a cheeseburger on us. I'm happy you mentioned this because there's something I have to say about this. But um, <laughs> but dude, um, that was super weird because at first... Because I, I was like half paying attention, you know, it's on, like I'm on my phone, look it up. When I heard him say Waddle, I thought he was talking about Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> oh, because of the ankle. Because of the ankle. And then <laughs> Andy Reid. And I'm like, oh my God. That was a lot. Like, <laughs> there was, 
Yeah. Wow. Fox having the Super Bowl. You get that. Like, you don't get that with the other networks. No, no, you don't. Those guys. Jim Nance is up there. (laughs) Because those guys are just like, and that's the reason why Fox has that show and it's been on for so long. And it's like, and he's been on there for so long because they will do that from time to time. And I guess it works because Terry Bradshaw is Terry Bradshaw. So in my head, I assume that him and Andy Reid possibly have a relationship Mm -hmm. in a way that like, it would feel weird if, like, I don't know, like Boomer Esiason said that. You know, it just wouldn't be right if he said that. But, like, Terry, yeah, it works. It was It's it part was of weird. his kind of personality shtick, and yeah. he's also fat. Like, kind of, in fact, I'm surprised that Andy didn't jab him back a little bit more. But, yeah, that was just like, what did he? say and then he followed up with the cheeseburger comment was like oh man only on fox ladies and gentlemen only on fox (laughs) Uh, and speaking of commentators gone wrong chris berman did you see chris berman no okay oh gosh chris berman and the best part about this before i say it he definitely wrote this on the way in or maybe even the week before, and he was like, this is it. We have two African-American quarterbacks in the game for the very first time. And takes a pause on Abraham Lincoln's birthday. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No, he didn't. Dude. Dude. Uh full circle. We've come full circle, Chris. <laughs> Thanks for putting it in perspective. Like he thought that slapped so hard. <laughs> like the way he said it was unlike I've seen anything Chris Berman say in my entire life. And I've been watching Boomer Talk on ESPN for uh, 38 years. Yeah. I I he thought that. He like I and I guarantee you he thought it slaps hard. He was telling people about. It. He's like, oh, let's see, listen to this one, and they were like, I don't know about that boom. But yeah, it was, and luckily for ESPN, they cut like right away into like a package like so fast because yeah. there was no like lingering. It wasn't like he was talking to like other guests at the table. It was just like it just went. Into oh, a story, but dude, <laughs> I, everyone listening to the brunch breakdown, I need you to go. If you haven't seen it, just Ooh. just <laughs> Google Chris Berman. It's today. I can't amazing. wait to watch this. I can't wait. <laughs> the way that he delivers it is just like you thought you had one. Like yeah. this was it. Like, like he was dropping it. Big yeah. moment. Like. <laughs> Gosh. Ooh. Wow. Incredible. Wow. Well, Dan, how'd you watch the Super Bowl? Did you like have a party? Did you go to a party? Or were you Yeah, we no, we hosted we had a couple we just had a handful of people. I usually have a maximum amount of people, which is kind of why I like to host because I can control that, right? Mm. Rather than going somewhere and being a because I do. I like to hear 
everything. Any other game, it's not as... But I want to hear the commentators. I want to hear every commercial. I really want to be involved. But I also want... I don't want it to be silent in the room. So it's like, it's loud. But so it allows me or anybody to tune into the TV or to a, a conversation. So I think we had a total, uh, including us, like six people. Just a, just a handful of people here. And um, yeah, yeah. Just some food. Watched it that way. So it ended up working out pretty well. Yeah. You can control the menu too. That's yes. my main thing with yeah. Super Bowl parties. It's like, I I, I want to control the menu. Like, I need Very to make important. sure you get wings from the right place. I need to make sure your pizza's not trash. Like, <laughs> I just, and, and, and that's, that's me. So we just had a couple people over and it was cool. But one thing I did realize is like, I need my kids to grow up. So they can like be at the <sighs> age where they don't want to be in the same room as us. Cause I got to tell you, ah, my daughter starts screaming for juice right before Rihanna goes on. And like, this oh. is all, this is all Siobhan's here for is the <laughs> halftime show. She's been telling me all week, she's like, I haven't been this hyped for a halftime show since blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I, I know I can't wait. And my kids are perfectly fine the whole time. Then all of a sudden it's, tantrum for juice as soon as they go to the last break and they're like next up the apple music halftime show and then Sersha decides mm. that's her moment to start Ugh. tantruming for juice and the <laughs> thing is you have to get up and go get her juice because otherwise she's gonna ruin the whole show you're not right. gonna hear anything so siobhan oh, misses no. the very beginning she's mad the major needs something like it was a whole thing and but you know, it all fig- it all figured itself out. Got to enjoy the halftime show. But like, uh, I needed them to grow up, in the grow up, <laughs> and just be Eat satisfied it. in another room. Yeah, on their own. Yes, like yeah. kids do. They they have their own friends in the other room because they're they're like ah oh, the adults are annoying. Like yeah, I need that. Yeah, like yeah, yeah I need. Ooh, that. I hear that. Man, yeah, man, <laughs> need that. Didn't didn't hit me until I was like, damn it. Cause I was like, yeah. Cause after the game, I was telling Siobhan, I was like, man, should I was like, is this why? It's like, should I start going to Super Bowl parties even though I don't like them? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was, she's like, no, that's not the answer. And I was like, yeah, I don't <laughs> think that's the answer either. Cause then it's like, cause I like to hear the commercials. Like you said, if you have too many people, you're not gonna hear the commercials. You're not gonna see the commercials. No. And I like to see it catch at least most of them. You miss some, but, but yeah. Right. So. The, the goal is for my kids to Brutal. just grow up. So if anyone has any time machines, anyone has any time machines to, you know, make my kids <laughs> 10 years old or something, let's hit me up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, Dan, let's get into what we're listening to. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's get oh, into yeah. what we're listening to. Since we talked all Super Bowl here, it's like, I mean, why talk about anything else? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, yeah. It was yes. a episode worthy of a full episode of it Super was. Bowl two. Yeah. I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah. No. But amongst the Super Bowl, great music. Great yes. weekend music. Finally. Yes. Thank you. Great we're weekend back. music. What wasn't great was Paramore's album, and we're not Ooh. going to spend any more time talking about it. Besides, Ooh. it's terrible. I knew it. I warned you. I warned Ooh. you all. Ooh. I knew it was coming. I'm so pissed. I'm so mm. pissed. But what is great is my girl. Benny, she's back, and she's got a new single called Green Honda, and it's funky, it's catchy, 
It starts with some pretty raw and kind of funny lyrics at the very beginning. And I am here for it. I am here for more Benny. I'm going to crank it. And I'm just, I, I love it. Benny's back. Green Honda. Check that out. I had Benny on my list because I didn't think you were going to bring her up. Um, Why would you think that? You know, because you're, you're she's missing- at Coachella. Is that why? <laughs> yes, Dan. That's 100% it. Um, no, but yeah, that no, song's great. It's great. All right. Uh, I want to get some R&B on the playlist this week. Ella Mai put out a song called This Is, and it's off her album that just came out recently. But this is the song I can't stop playing over and over again. So Ella Mai, This Is. Okay, nice. Well, kind of in that same realm, I guess. I got more of a power ballad here, which is... You know, not really what I usually bring to the table here, but the song that Dove Cameron and Khalid released, We Go Ooh. Down Together. Oof. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Just really strong. Their voices go super well together. Just two incredibly talented people, incredibly talented voices um, coming together for this song. And yeah, it is. It's slower, but it's it's too good. We Go Down Together by Dove Cameron and Khalid. Check Dude, out. you know, and it's cool because... I don't hate Khalid there. I just feel like he's missed more than he's like I've made lately. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know what's missing, but this one. Yeah. 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 This one works. I like it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, this was a really good week for music. Um, Diplo Kodak black and somebody named Co Wetzel. I don't know. Put out a song called wasted and, if this is where, because you can basically tell by like the singles that Diplo puts out where the album's going to go. And if this is where it's going to go, I'm into it. I trust Diplo. I'm down. Mm -hmm. Check it out. It's a uh, more on the rock side of things, which is sort of a new sound for Diplo. So I'm excited to see where it goes. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, last one that I have this week is from, this isn't usually up my alley, but Pierce the Veil released an album last week called the jaws of life. And I'm going to put on death of an executioner, which sounds very pierce the veil, right? Heavy little scream, but they've adapted their sound in certain ways on certain songs. Okay. So like they released, they released a single a couple weeks back called emergency Con contact. And I, I, I dug that. I dig that song a lot. And so some of this album have songs that sound that way. That's a little bit more on the alternative pop punk type of style and, you know, less heavy. Um, so I'll, yeah, I'm going to put on death of an executioner. Um, an emergency contact is a good one too, from Pierce the veil, but I I'm down with this kind of little change of, of sound that they're, they're bringing to the table. Nice. All right. And the last one I'm throwing on, is a song that is 13 years old. Oh. Sure Thing Thanks, by Miguel. <laughs> oh, what? 13 years old? 13 years old. Miguel, Sure Thing, is, is on all of the charts because for whatever reason, and I don't even know why, because I don't live on TikTok, it is huge over there. And it is charting here and in the UK and in a bunch of different countries. And it's also delaying Miguel from putting out new music, I'm sure, which is really annoying <laughs> sure. me because um, I'm a huge Miguel fan. But 
the song is getting played on the radio again, the same way that the weekends die for you, which is like an eight year old song played all over the place now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I love the fact that TikTok can make people's music come back like this, or if I absolutely hate it. I'm not sure, but sure thing is a great song. It's just great. I got a lot of plays out of that recently and it's just a great song putting it on the playlist. Yeah. Cause now I'm yeah. You're a 12 year old. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't know if I love or hate that fact that that's what happens. Yeah. Either. It's not all great. There's definitely some negative to it. I'm just, there's somewhere in the middle there. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Wild. It's, wow. It is. But 13 years old. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, and the song sounds just as good though. That's the thing. That's also another thing yeah. about it, which might be the reason why it's working so well, is because it sounds like something that could have came out like yesterday. So sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's what we're listening to on this Super Bowl part two of the brunch breakdown. Make sure you check out the playlist updated on Spotify every single week whenever me and Chris get Dan the songs. Dan. Any sure. final thoughts on this brunch breakdown? Uh, we talk about how much we predict the future on this podcast. And if you would have listened last week, you would have told me to tell you to put money on a field goal or extra point hitting an upright or a crossbar or the crossbar. And you damn right it did at plus 350. So take our advice a little more seriously, people. Dude, that happening and Rihanna's hair just being black. Yeah. Which was the favorite was like, mm -hmm. damn. But then I thought, bitch better have my money was 12, was a 12 to one shot. So like somebody in her family or in her inner circle won a lot of money. That's all. Oh, I'm say. yeah. Somebody oh, yeah. won a lot of money because <laughs> somebody knew that. I don't care. Somebody knew that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. 12 to one. 12 to one. <laughs> Yeah. We got to start gambling next year, yeah. Dan. We got to start. Do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the brunch breakdown. We're out.